You're listening to the Functional Nurse Podcast. On this episode, I interview Bev Maza, who's an integrative registered nurse and supports her clients in her own private practice with a focus on stress and mindfulness. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Functional Nurse Podcast. My name is Bridget Sager. I'm your host and I am a functional medicine nurse practitioner and nurse educator. I teach functional medicine for nurses through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine. And today I am excited to introduce our guest. We have Bev Maza. She is a registered nurse and uh, thank you for being here with us today, Bev. Thank you, Bridget. I'm really excited to be here with you today and talk about functional medicine and my journey. Thank you. I'm going to tell everybody a little bit more about you, and then you can tell us all about that. Um, so Bev is uh, an, an integrative registered nurse. She is a uh, owner of Purely Present Health, which um, she incorporates her skills, which include being a, a certified whole health educator. She's a health coach and a mindfulness teacher. She was in cohort six of the Functional Medicine for Nurses program, and she combines her expertise in mindfulness, holistic health, and functional medicine. She helps clients relieve stress so that they can feel calmer and fully capable of making the lifestyle shifts needed for a happier and healthier life. As the founder of Purely Present Health and creator of the Stress Better Habits Solution Coaching Program, she guides clients through health behavior changes with kindness, compassion, and clarity. I really picked up on that on your website that you are really focused on stress and mindfulness and like helping people with this really important topic. So I can't wait to hear more about that. And then she is currently working as an integrative triage nurse, also at a lifestyle medicine, integrative health, primary care practice outside Boston, Massachusetts. And she has her practice where she sees clients one-on-one -on -one working on stress management and health behavior changes. Uh, she also offers corporate well wellness webinars and programs on specific health topics. And I saw a lot of your reviews, people mentioned how great you are at helping people with chronic conditions. And, and you and I both know how big stress can be with that. So that's a big topic. Um, I would love for you to start by sharing with us your story, uh, becoming a nurse to where you are now with your functional medicine training and all your coaching training and owning your own practice. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that nice introduction. Um, so yeah, to jump right into it, I find that my path into nursing was a little unconventional to say, but I feel like all nurses have a really important story to tell. Um, so I was not a stranger to the healthcare environment. I actually grew up with my father was a um, orthopedic surgeon. So I kind of grew up within a medical office, you know, playing with, you know, artificial bones and joints and just kind of growing up in that space, which was totally normal for me, but really never had an interest in medicine or health per se. Um, I was a very sort of intuitive and more introverted person. So I really enjoyed writing and I was really interested in more of like psychology, mental health. So I did ultimately go to school to get a bachelor's in psychology. And towards like the end of my studies, um, I went to the University of Rochester. I took a class in like the history of medicine, but was like co-taught through the medical school just because it seemed kind of interesting. And it like completely kind of changed 
kind of what I did and kind of was like, hmm, I'm really interested sort of in this, in medicine and learning about this. Um, I don't think I want to go on and pursue like clinical training in psychology. So I ended up minoring in what was kind of equivalent to like a public health. And when I graduated school, I worked in clinical trial management. But again, it was kind of stuck. You know, everyone was like, you should go into nursing or, you know, you should get your master's in public health. And I had a lot of people telling me what I quote should and shouldn't do. Um, I had friends going off into graduate school or really being kind of set on what careers they wanted. I mean, I was working with doctors. I was working with nurses, nurse practitioners. I had that exposure, but it still wasn't clicking for me. And I ultimately followed my personal passions, which is around animals. I'm a huge animal lover. And I took a job in veterinary medicine. And I ended up working in veterinary medicine for over eight years, um, working actually at a veterinary school here in Massachusetts. Um, and with that, I kind of fell back in love with body systems, anatomy, physiology, um, and kind of living things in biology. So kind of reawakening that interest. And I made that decision then that, you know what, I am going to go to nursing school. And at the time, it was a big decision. I had, um, you know, what I think my daughter was maybe 15 months old. And I looked at all the prereqs to get into those accelerated second degree nursing programs. And I thought, I can't do this. Um, but I did it. I ended up taking like a course a semester, literally at night. And it took me four and a half years, maybe. I just did it very slowly. Um, and then I had a second child during that time. And then ultimately, I think my kids maybe were like five and two and a half. I was like, I can do this. And I ended up going to Simmons here in Boston and doing their second degree nursing program um, as an adult learner. So I was, you know, well, you know, mid thirties at the time, definitely a little bit older than some of my classmates. Um, but absolutely love that, love that program. And um, ended up having my first nursing job out of my um, preceptorship, which was med surge, tele, kind of a cardiac neural floor. Um, I always knew I wasn't going to kind of stay in the bedside. I had a personal um, interest in more holistic healing and integrative healing even before I returned to nursing school. Um, I had stumbled upon the Holistic Nursing Association, um, which was really wonderful to have that support and that guidance when I was in nursing school to kind of see these are the other ways nurses can practice. Um, so we can feel a little alienated at times being in nursing school. You know, there's a lot you got to get through and learn. And sometimes when you think about things in a different way, that can be challenging. Um, so I was always kind of sometimes feeling like I was like, you know, beating my head against a wall and some things that I was learning when I also had this other sort of perspective of more integrative health. I was studying functional medicine on my own, even without my nursing background at that time. Um, but I knew it was what I wanted to do. I really believed in the profession of nursing. So um, I learned a ton bedside. I don't regret that at all. I learned so much about the patient experience to illness, so much about um, kind of the pitfalls of our healthcare system, you know, what it's like to be in a hospital. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to stay there. <laughs> so ultimately um, made a switch into internal medicine and worked in a concierge practice for about five and a half years doing internal medicine and then started my private practice, Purely Present Health, because I wanted to do more integrative work and then ultimately have actually taken also a nursing job in the integrative space, which I'm really excited about to kind of bring all these things together. And it's kind of full circle for me as they come together. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I um I could hear the the connection your psychology degree and like what you focus on now like that explains a lot. <laughs> I think for you, you know, like you're still connecting like the mind body part of things. Um, and I'm realizing how much we have in common because I worked in veterinary medicine for a long <laughs> a long Ooh. time too, and that really I felt like I loved doing that. But yeah, led me to be more interested in in biochemistry and anatomy and physiology like you mentioned um so i'm relating to to you mentioning working in the hospital on med surge and and a similar floors to me um i'd love to hear your take on like that time for you as a nurse and like and because i'm also hearing what you're saying about when i was in you studying functional medicine before you were even a nurse and I was always, I used to joke that I was going to like choke on all my supplements, you know, like I didn't know what they were all for, but like I was trying to learn as much as I could and um, that I have been into this for a lot longer than I realized and feeling a little bit different than other nurses that were, we were learning the medical model of things a lot of the time and I felt like my ideas were a little bit different. So it sounds like same for you. So then you go work in the hospital and ultimately you also mentioned the internal medicine clinic. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on like that exposure with your perspective that you already had. Yeah. So as I said, yeah, I feel like my interest in integrative, like holistic health was, you know, predates my nursing. Um, I started actually in like non-toxic living because um, I had like persistent like skin issues. So I kind of first got into this world through that exposure of what's in my personal care products. So that's actually where I started, um, which is some people that's actually further down the spectrum in their health journey. Um, but that led me into more natural health healing. And I don't even know how I eventually stumbled into functional medicine, but I I just remember, well, I don't know if it was, it, might have been, it was pre-podcast, so I can't even tell you where it was, but it came across Dr. Jeff Bland's work and was listening to him in some capacity, however that was. And it just was like this, you know, this person is speaking my language. I need to know more about this and surround myself with more people in this healthcare space that think this because it made so much sense to me. And that has continued to carry carry me through as I kind of keep trying to just immerse myself in this world and what makes sense. And then there's that conflict that comes in because that's not what's in our traditional nursing um, education. And it's definitely not what I saw being practiced at bedside in the hospital for the most part. Um, so that can be a struggle though, but I always enjoyed educating myself and understanding both worlds. Um, I think it helps me be a better nurse and be able to help people and support them and understanding, you know, what is sort of this conventional approach to what's going on with you? And then what is also maybe more of an integrative approach? Um, you know, being at the bedside, you know, I would have loved to maybe sit and do a meditation and maybe, you know, do some essential oils or something that was not part of my path in nursing. I'm so happy to hear that for many nurses that is coming into the hospitals and they're bringing that work forward. So for me, I feel like my focus could be a lot in being mindful, being a mindful nurse. And that came down to a lot of communication with patients and making them feel seen, making them feel heard. And also amidst the chaos of the hospital environment is trying to be a calming presence, even when I myself wasn't feeling very calm a lot of the times. <laughs> Um, but I think that was sort of within my own mindfulness practice and reflecting of like, how can I be fully present for this person um, in this moment? So that's what I feel like I was able to kind of most touch on when I was in the hospital um, during that time, not being able to kind of bring in sort of these other kind of integrated holistic practices that, again, I'm really happy to hear some nurses are 
kind of bringing into their hospitals, which is fantastic. The hospital I worked in, it was the same one the whole time. And they actually had somebody come play a harp. And we had um, we had a like a miniature horse that would come visit and dogs and aromatherapy. We had a lot of that. So I I have I have seen the impact that that has in the hospital setting. I And it sounds like we were unique, I felt like at the time, because that was like in 2008, 2009. Um, so now it does. You're right. It's like more hospitals are integrating it and they're seeing the benefits. Um, and... I was thinking about um, this, you know, you're work, working in the hospital setting. So then you you go to an internal medicine clinic after that, which I left the hospital because I was like, okay, I want to go further upstream. How are people getting here? And so that you went kind of to the heart of that, right? You get to go see people with chronic conditions and how that's managed. And so I would love for you to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of my biggest decisions. Um is that I never felt like bedside I could do enough like in the patient education and also like let's really talk about what got you here um you know especially using a lot of cardiac patients um and that just there wasn't really time and space for that at the bedside so that was one of my reasons I really wanted to be able to kind of connect and spend time with people um so I was really kind of fortunate to not only take a position in internal medicine but it was a concierge practice so kind of a membership practice meaning there's a lot fewer patients appointment times were longer um, that I was able to kind of like do that work in that space and was provided opportunities to start bringing in some more like um, holistic lifestyle medicine modalities. So um, the providers I work with were open to me running some mindfulness groups, which um, some of the patients really loved writing wellness newsletters, um, just really kind of being able to work on um, lifestyle changes with patients in that way was really helpful in a way I couldn't do at the bedside. That is, sounds like a, a very unique version of an internal medicine clinic, because I don't think that's most people's experience. In t- I feel like that usually maybe 15 minute visits is the norm. So that uh, I and And I think that's unfortunate. You know, I was writing a post today um, for the class about um, the amount of time that we get to spend with people and the idea that functional medicine isn't covered by insurance. And I think that's completely false. It can be covered by insurance. We should offer it as much as we can in every visit. But like you're saying, I mean, the amount of time that you have with people makes all the difference being able to spend the time and teach them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, can we talk about you being brave enough to start your own practice and where that came from and where you're at with that now? Yeah, absolutely. So like even working in internal medicine for me, I always was kind of on the lookout of like what more functional medicine can I take in? Um, This was pre your podcast, pre I feel like this wonderful focus on nurses moving into functional medicine. Uh, So I kind of felt like I was like an outsider, but I was attending any free web. There's so much out there in functional medicine, every webinar, every podcast, getting my hands on all these books, um, but never really was seeing the nursing perspective of it. So it was all wonderful thought leaders in this space, which I really loved, but was missing those nursing voices. Um, So I was just, you know, kind of looking for programs. I ended up doing a program to become a certified whole health educator, um, which did give like a holistic approach in like kind of health coaching, um, patient advocacy, And kind of after I got that certification, I was like, I want to be able to do more kind of independently and also feel like I don't have to kind of hold back, um, you know, in being an employee of someone else, being like I could truly work with people and be with them um, in the way I 
fully wanted to be. Um, so I was like, I'll start a business. Very, um, just jumped into it. <laughs> so with that, it was like, you know, I knew I would be doing remote work, um, you know, working in, in with anyone within Massachusetts just for my, you know, nursing state license. I'm not a compact state. And I really did want to lead first with me being a nurse, um, not as like a health coach, but really using my nursing expertise to support people and um, I've learned a lot about entrepreneurship and things I never thought I'd have to learn. Um, you know, like how to use Canva, like how to use, you know, <laughs> on Zoom, how to like um, do like a landing page, like all of these, how to build a mailing list. So all of this stuff and all of this time, I'm realizing that I've acquired all of these skills kind of side by side why I've also been trying to continue my education in integrative health and functional medicine and mindfulness. And it's kind of just all going along very nicely. And at times it seems like, oh, I have to learn this before I learn this. And there's so many building pieces to it. But ultimately, um, it's a lot of hard work, but I love it so much. And I'm so passionate about it that I don't know where it's going to go, but it's opened up a lot of doors for me to have conversations with people, talk to them about what I do, whether they've heard of functional medicine, whether they're even kind of heard of what integrative medicine is and that perspective of a healthcare provider who's actively still working within a healthcare system. I think is really valuable and I've received a lot of positive feedback from people that I talk to because they really do trust nurses and I appreciate that I can understand, especially if people are struggling with a chronic illness, is I can understand the perspective of what your doctor telling you to do. I can understand the medications that you're on. Um, and I'm very mindful that I'm a very conscientious nurse. Um, so I always try to lead by that, keep that nursing, that little nursing brain going. But I feel like it really helps to support people in a way that really works for them because they can work with their healthcare provider in a way they don't have to feel like it has to be so black and white, which a lot of times things can start feeling like that, you know, when we're struggling with a health condition. And I think that actually causes people a lot of stress when they feel like they have to be all natural or they have to be completely conventional. So bridging that gap and being able to talk both languages, um, I really enjoy. <laughs> um, and I think ultimately it's going to help kind of make some of the things I'm doing more I hate the word, but more mainstream, more acceptable. Mm -hmm. And having been in this space for as long as I had, I've seen so many changes even in the past, I want to say five years, in what um, conventional providers are kind of open to talking about, even starting with what we talk about a lot in the functional medicine nursing course, like these basics that people need support around, you know, and that's, I love educating people around that and coming up with plans for them and how they're going to integrate those into their life. I have a feeling that the reason that you, because I like to find out why different nurses chose to call themselves different things. And I'm guessing this is, you kind of just answered the, you use the term integrative a lot, I noticed. And could you talk a little bit about, I, I think that you just spoke to it quite a bit, but um, I know I often get asked, what should I call myself? And you're a coach and you're a nurse and you've learned functional medicine, but you're you're walking that line like you talked about. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, um, I love that question. I thought a lot about that after you posed that to us in the course. And I feel like it's kind of maybe a moving target for me. 
Um, but I really like the term. I love the term like holistic, but I feel like integrative kind of incorporates holistic. And for functional medicine nurse, my hesitation with that is one, do people understand what that is? Um, which I we've had some conversations around that because it is a little bit of a newer term. Um, not only people understand what it is. Um, and also I think a little bit, it might be of an imposter syndrome of, I need to know more before I can label myself as a functional nurse. Cause with that, I'm comparing myself to these leaders in the space of functional medicine who are practicing. So that creeps up a lot too. I'm like, well, how can I say I'm this when I'm not that person who, you know, knows all this stuff. So, you know, I know more than I did a year ago and I think that's going to continue to be my path. So for me, kind of having a foot in both worlds, I just, I like the term integrative because I feel like that's how I am practicing right now with a little bit of everything. And most importantly for me is being open to things um, in conversations and making people feel validated when they do ask questions, if there's something they want to try. Um, and a lot of people tend to leave with, you might think I'm crazy, but, or I saw this on Google, so it's probably not right. But, and obviously we don't want Dr. Google in a sense, but like it can be a good starting point of conversation for someone to have with me or even with their mm -hmm. primary care doctor. And it's not all ridiculous. Like a lot of people don't have confidence in their own self, whether it's their provider shutting them down, but they're like this, I don't think this could be related, but. And then I'm like, actually, let's talk about yeah. that. <laughs> so there's so much space for conversations with patients in that. And um, it helps them really feel seen and validated. And some people are like, oh, wow, like, I guess that does make sense. I didn't think that my stress was that big of a deal or that clearly could be a contributing factor because no one's asked me or nobody asked me to really prioritize that in my health plan. So I love having those conversations. I want to get to your your stress niche that you have, but I, I would love to, first for us to step back a little bit because you started touching on scope a bit. And I think that that is what you know, that is one of the burning questions <laughs> for most nurses learning functional medicine. Can you share some of your thoughts on like how your perspective on that has changed as you've learned it and now that you're using it in your practice? Yeah. So I think that's really a big one. And it was one of those hesitations when I was like, well, what can I do? And I think it's one of the main reasons why I was so excited to take your course to kind of understand, you know, what, it, you know, as a registered nurse, not having an advanced degree, could I do? Um, and like I had commented to that, you know, I've chosen to work with, you know, people within my state of licensure and I don't have a compact state. But again, I am leading as a nurse. Um, I'm not leading as being a health coach. So that was important to me just from a liability standpoint. When I was advised with, though, I know um, other nurses, depending on what state you are, you know, you might have different advisements. So I always tell people just check with, you know, check with who you need to check with and do what makes you is really the best advice. And then I think you'll know once you make your decision if it's right for you. What does it look like in your practice? Like I'm thinking, you know, in the in the course, we talk about people's comfort talking about food and supplements and educating their patients. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of teaching. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, so that is exactly where I was hoping you would go is to kind of talk about like, like now that you have your head around, what does it mean what does scope of practice mean in functional medicine as a nurse? And like now, how am I taking that and using it in what I do every day? Yeah. So, I mean, we get down to just like guiding people around sort of these lifestyle factors. So these big ones that I like to work with people on is, you know, what we're eating, how we're sleeping, how we're managing our stress and how we're moving our bodies. And like with that, there's so much material to work on with people. 
really like basic, basic principles that are 100% within the scope of a registered nurse and are really on education. Um, so again, we're not, you know, diagnosing, we're not prescribing, but I understand what the diagnoses are that they have. Um, and I understand that the medications that they're on. Um, and just like, as we say, like we talk to people and you might say, you know, you can take a Tylenol for this ache that you have. You know, I don't tell people to take supplements, but if they're interested and open to that, and there's something that they might be struggling with or they ask me about, I feel like it's within my scope to educate them on that, give them a handout on it. And I'm always pretty conscientious of saying, you know, never start anything without talking to your, you know, healthcare provider, your primary care doctor, um, just to make sure that, you know, this is okay with them. So I feel comfortable within doing that. Um, when it comes to lab testing, I think that's another kind of like, what do you do as a registered nurse that gets a little bit difficult for people? Um, I haven't had this come up for me yet per se, but I know for patients, you know, there's a lot of lab work that they can get through their primary care doctor. Um, when it comes to specialty labs, um, I haven't approach that yet with any patients. Um, I know there are certain avenues to do that registered nurses can kind of have a physician sign on and sign off on these. I've made the decision for me right now. I'm kind of holding off on some of that testing. Um, I'm very interested in it, but um, I haven't had anybody ask me per se. A lot of my work so far has really focused on foundational health principles, um, getting these basic lifestyle habits down and then helping people sort of fine tune them going forward. And that I think gets a little bit more into the nuances of functional medicine where we might be talking about some of those concepts. But for a lot of people, they are just, we kind of, I forget sometimes like what I know versus what someone might not know on basics mm -hmm. is so important to talk to them about. And help them feel validated that as a healthcare provider, I am telling them, yes, this is really important. Yes, this is really impacting your health. And for some people, it seems like it's like a permission slip for them to kind of say, okay, I'm going to start paying attention to these things. You know, there's that accountability piece. There's that education piece. Um, even the simple act of caring, um, which I've heard from a lot of people and feeling like, wow, you really listen to me. I feel like you really care about me. That's also just can't be like underestimated and how powerful that can be for them. I'd like to say as I continue my training, I would be open to incorporating um, some of the more advanced testing. You know, I'm kind of self-teaching myself around stool testing and the Dutch testing and all these really wonderful functional medicine testing, but also realizing, you know, what what would I get from this? And also would it be the right patient if they're coming to me? And then how would they access that test as well? So um, for me, that's sort of open area I'm still exploring. Well, I imagine people are seeking you out knowing that you are going to focus on stress and mindfulness. It's like all over your website, which we're going to share the links to all that, you know, in the in the bio so everybody can can go check out what you offer um, and your social media. And um, so I'm imagining you have people come to you. They know what what your main focus is. And so um, another thing I think that our listeners would really benefit from is is the thread of what you're talking about right now is um in the course, we talk about like, always ask yourself if what we might order for a certain condition would change your plan of care. And I think that your niche is the perfect example of that because it, we're starting at the top of the pyramid, right? Like stress is a big deal or, you know, the top of the flow chart, like stress is such a big deal. And so um, do you, would you share some about like that? Like, do you believe me now? <laughs> that you really don't need all the tests or how how are you feeling about that now that you're applying what you learned? 
Yeah, well, I love that. I know that was like a theme a lot of times. It's like if we addressed these things, would this still be a problem for you? Right. And so I never like to say to people like this is like this magic wand of like, but to jump to as we talk about to ha- to not know we're not eating well, to know we're not sleeping and we're really stressed out and we're not exercising and then say I need to jump to the specialized test. It's like, well, if we dial back and what can we do sort of in the space of your day to day habits? And that's what I felt really kind of passionate about seeing people kind of disconnected from, you know, this is my symptom or maybe this is my diagnosis. So I am going to this medication and then kind of missing all those steps in between that maybe would, you know, reverse that condition or take away the need for that medication. And I always tell people I'm not against medication. I mean, some people come to you and say, I don't want to take a medication. So therefore I want to do this. Um, I'm like always open to working with people, you know, in any capacity, but there's nothing ever that's going to be harmful of cleaning up your diet, starting to exercise, mm-hmm. stress and sleep. And um, sometimes we've forgotten how to do these things or we don't think that they're as um, like fancy and interesting to do. And sometimes people don't even realize how unhealthy their behaviors are because, you know, I really feel like we just live in a very unhealthy world and it really does take a lot of effort to navigate that, you know, especially around our food choices and how busy we are and the demands on our modern day life is like always tell people like we need to be really intentional about how we're caring for ourselves, like now more than ever. And it's I'm not going to say it's not difficult because I think it is and it takes a lot of mindfulness. This is where I kind of has kind of transformed my whole perspective to health beyond I want to be skinny. Like this is what I feel like this was like a lot of my early years. It's like everything was just about like, am I skinny enough? And then realizing, well, you know, that's not that this is about, you know, building health. And I think as nurses, we all kind of see as time goes on to the impact our lifestyle has on long term health and um, what a difference these daily things can make that are going to improve those health outcomes as we go along. So I get really excited about it. I hope that people feel my excitement <laughs> about it. Yeah. When I about it. Um, but particularly with stress, it was just in talking to so many patients and if we were like, well, you know, how are you eating lately or how are you sleeping? Like it was always like, well, I'm so stressed. Uh, so I'm grabbing this here or I'm not cooking dinner or work's really stressful. So I'm not sleeping well or, you know, I'm having this conflict with one of my family members. Um, it's just a lot of stress, busyness, stress, busyness. So having my background in mindfulness, I was like, what if I could like you know, capture people and start them on their health journey, kind of addressing the stress component. And then will that help these other things fall into place? And I find that it does. And it's really impactful, even for people that weren't necessarily open to mindfulness. Um, They kind of open to it in a way that works for them. You know, I don't come at it as you know, we're going to sit down and you're going to have to sit on a meditation cushion for, you know, every day for an hour, anything like that. Like if you want to get to that point, that's fantastic. But for some people, it's just starting with mindful awareness and checking in and some breath work when you're sitting in traffic. Um, I just find that people kind of take what they need from the practice and then just continue to build and grow upon it which is what I love so much and why I think it's so impactful for anybody who's open to trying it like in any capacity that they can bring it into their life. Because once it sort of seeps in, I feel like it touches on what food choices am I making? You know, 
how am I moving my body, your sleep, just, you know, everything. It just, it kind of permeates through. That's why I love it so much. That reminds me of how we talk about how the elimination diet just isn't just about the elimination diet. It creates this awareness of so many other things in people's lives. And I really like what you said a minute ago about um, even when it's food, it often goes back to stress, right? Like, do they have the time to make the food? And do they, you know, are they so stressed that they're eating in a way that they normally wouldn't? And like, you can connect so many things to stress being at the foundation of it. Even, you know, we can say, you know, talk to about stressors in the body, like the food could be the stressor, right? Um, But I was thinking about too, what you said about giving people permission and that that can be a big deal, you know, like to be able to say Bev said so, you know, they get to go home and say Bev said I need to, you know, carve out five minutes for myself in the morning or, you know, I need help with this chore at home because I need to make a little bit more time for myself and giving somebody I've had many, many uh, patients that have benefited from being able to go home and say that I, I said so. And I'm like, oh, do you want me to write a note? it's your prescription that you actually like get enough sleep or take care of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) We talk in the course about how confusing health information is and so how valuable what you offer is like to to be able to take the time and say I understand how confusing this is let's talk about it together and connect some dots like these confusing parts of uh, what you've learned on the internet let's let's talk about that together and let me kind of explain how that applies to your health and and what we can do moving forward or what you can go back with questions for your primary care provider if you know if you feel like it's outside your scope but i i'm glad that you brought that up um i would really like for you to tell us what brought you to the the this being your niche you know we talk often in the course about like oh what are you gonna when you're done are you just saying you practice functional medicine or does somebody really have a passion for a topic um like hormone health or cardiometabolic health um and so yours clearly being stress how did you come to that um i think it was just a, like kind of circling back to that co- those conversations that i've had with people um about just hearing over and over again, like I'm stressed. So whether it was a health behavior they weren't wanting to do, or you know maybe it was overeating, or it's not exercising, um, not sleeping, and stress was a component that was being not addressed. And so that's where I was like, this needs to be you know brought to the forefront and have people really give it the respect I feel like it deserves, which is it can completely derail every aspect of your health. Um, and it's not necessarily given the same consideration as some of these other, you know, they're all important. That's why I tell people all of it's all important. But for me, it's just, you know, diet, exercise, diet, exercise. You know, when you see a patient's like annual physical written up, it's like work on diet and exercise, right? Like that's what's written is like sort of like the main line. It's like, well, what about all these other things? Like, let's talk about stress. Um, Mm. You know, people would just kind of dismiss it. They'd be like, oh, I'm just probably stressed. So, but then there's no action plan to address that stress. And it's like, if then if you keep coming back into the office and it's like, well, that stress hasn't gone away or there's a new stress, like there's always stress, right? I'm always telling people like there's these major stressors, right? And we can only do our best to prepare for things like that. But there's those day-to-day micro stressors that are just over and over and over again. And um, how are we going to react to these? You know, how are we going to support ourselves? through these. And that can be with our mindfulness practice, um, which, you know, I always offer to people as a tool, but also just exploring other things that they can use or be open to that are going to help support 
that parasympathetic nervous system when, you know, I'm explaining to people, I'm like, we're just running around in a sympathetic state all the time. And um, we can just exist like that unless we're very intentional about trying to kind of flip the coin and get into another state of being. And um, usually kind of explaining to people that relaxation is actually an active process in itself, especially now, like taking that time, being intentional, finding what really works for you and exploring and something doesn't feel right for you, then, you know, we'll move on and find something else because I do believe there's something out there for everybody that's going to help them kind of, you know, ground back into their their body and relax and try to do it on a daily basis because I find that people necessarily are just, they're going and going and going and they're so busy and they're stressed and can't even catch their breath almost to recognize it because it's a way of being. They've been in for so long and just trying to support people around that. So um, I don't know if it's really a niche, you know, it's affecting everyone. So it's not like super specialized. I would say maybe in the approach, it might be a little niche and saying, hey, we're kind of be addressing your stress um, before we're going to talk about what you're eating. Like even for people who are like, I really want to lose weight. It's like, that's great. Like we're going to be talking about that too. But did you know that, you know, stress can promote weight gain and this is the role of cortisol and weight management and having those conversations um, that maybe no one's had with them before. So, but we'll see as I continue to learn, you know, I have interests that pop up and that's what's so great about the space and being a nurse is that you can just kind of keep educating yourself and building on your knowledge. Um, I'm really always interested in like cardio metabolic, like really like working with people around blood pressure management, type two diabetes. Um, I'm kind of touching the surface and becoming really interested in hormones as well. So I feel like that might be my next chapter and kind of deeper diving into my education. Well, and all that, each one you just mentioned, I'm like, oh, that can go back to stress. That can go back to stress. You know, they all have the potential to be with stress at the root. And if you address the stress, you don't need to go for the, you know, uh, digging for the deep tests on hormones or, you know, for example. Um, I'm, I was thinking about what you said just now about stress and and how maybe like just at your website, like just somebody coming to see you looking and maybe interested in partnering with you. And the fact that you, that it's front and center that you're acknowledging that it's a real contributor to chronic health conditions, I think is so impactful. And, you know, personally, I've experienced, you know, you touched on how we can eat really well and take very good care of ourselves and be in that fight or flight mode too much, have too much stress. And I, you know, and then addressing the stress for me was like, oh my gosh, there it went, you know, like, and people will come to us and they want to lose weight. And it's hard to convince them that if we don't pay attention to that and we actually address this bigger thing over here that they don't want to. You're right. If you if somebody's been stressed for a really long time and you point out that it's stress, they don't even see it a lot of the time. And so for you to say, hey, I think that you'll lose, you know, there's a good chance you're going to lose weight after we address this thing that you don't even think is a big deal. And oh. then you address it and they come back and they're like, oh, wow, my pants are loose. And <laughs> It's really remarkable. It is. It's really it's really powerful. And what I love so much about any of these stress management practices is they're just so accessible. You know, oftentimes, too, it's 
it's freely available, like what people are going to come up with that's going to work for them. You know, something as simple as breath work, which I find is like a really like a nice opening practice, especially for someone who has no experience in any relaxation practices, is how many times people have said how powerful that can be. And it could be even like a minute or two minutes of taking kind of mindful breaths throughout the day um, at their desk, in their car. And what a simple, like beautiful gift to give to someone to be like, why don't, you know, how do you feel about integrating this into like your day-to-day routine and then having it be impactful and having them say like, I will never not do this. Like this is a lifelong tool I have now. And I, I love that. Well, and if they are so stressed that everything sounds too difficult, giving them something so simple can make all the difference, right? Because they're like, okay, I don't have an excuse for this one. I can, I, I can, I can breathe in the car <laughs> when I'm feeling stressed out. So I think sometimes giving something, somebody something that sounds so easy. When you were talking a minute ago, I couldn't, I was like thinking of a, a client I saw this week that was, um, has had symptoms recur. And so, you know, it was a follow-up after a span of doing great and saying, oh, things are creeping back up. What's going on? And lifestyle changed drastically and it was all stress. And then you start looking at every aspect of health that it started to emerge in for her, like all these things that had been under control in, in different, you know, quote unquote systems in her body all show up. And then we talk about just not chewing, you know, and I felt silly, like going back to that with her after we'd worked on it a long time ago. And, um, and then being like, Oh, yeah, I'm not chewing my food anymore. I needed you to remind me to do that. And, um, and then that's stress, right? And then that's digestion. And, and then that could be thyroid, because then maybe she doesn't have the nutrients to convert. And so it's like, it all can come back to stress. So I think it's awesome that that's something that you've targeted. And um, that is uh, going well for you in your practice. Um, before we wrap up, I am going to have links to all of your stuff so people can learn more about what you offer. Um, but I wanted to give you an opportunity if you have like insights for nurses that are a few steps behind you <laughs> in this process of like the coaching part and functional medicine and having your own business, like all of it, like what are some of the things that you would share with yourself that you'd love to share with other nurses now? I think just like following that vo- that inner voice, you know, wherever you are, as if, whether you're not a nurse yet or you are a nurse, I think just fo- like following that inner calling. Like I actually had those whispers, like which led me into nursing school and um, just kind of kept pulling me through to kind of surround myself with other like-minded practitioners. Now nurses, you know, in doing the functional medicine for nurses course, I've signed on to do the nurse coaching um, program. So that just started this week with Inca. So really excited for that. Just went through module one and, you know, it feels like just like coming home to a space of nurses that think in a similar way that you do that don't make you feel any less of a nurse because, you know, you're not necessarily at the bedside doing acute care nursing, um, which sometimes I feel like that was my experience, um, you know, that it's, it may be considered, quote unquote, less nursing. <laughs> um, and just, you know, following through with that and following your passions, connecting yourself and educating yourself through the courses that are available to you, books, podcasts. Um, I feel like a sponge, and but I do need to hear things often. So um, being patient that I feel like, you know, I'm still working on, you're never going to be like an expert. There's always people ahead of you. Um, but there's, you know, people behind you that you can also support um, along the way. So 
Um, I think just just following that calling and knowing that there's so many opportunities. And I think in the field of like in like nurse coaching, um, it's really an exciting time. So I'm really excited to kind of learn more of those skills and work on my coaching, both, you know, one to one with people, but also in groups and how to be with someone and support them, which I think is really the transformational part of regardless of what behavior change I'm working with people with, or if we're talking about functional medicine principles, so much of that comes down to how we're relating to the person in front of us. And that's where I think, you know, these coaching skills are really important to, to learn more about. And um, I look forward to kind of continuing to, to go forward and see where this field goes because it's really opening up a lot with a lot of exciting opportunities. And I really love that for for myself and also all the nurses that are also interested in this space. It's a really exciting time. Thank you. I I'm relating to your comments on um, not being the expert. There's, you know, I I tell people all the time I'm not I'm not the the most knowledgeable functional medicine practitioner ever, right? Like I learn from people and then I teach people, but I do think that I have a pretty good grasp on nurses practicing functional medicine, right? But like you're saying, we follow these folks that are specialists in really niche areas of functional medicine and that is their passion. We will never be where they are. But at the same time, we like, like you're a great example of you are a nurse seeing people one-on-one and in group settings and impacting their life, you know, and, and making a big difference with really fundamental things that are important and are going to make a bigger difference than probably any fancy test that they're ever going to get right to actually address like lifestyle and what they're eating and, and, and choices they make on a daily basis. So I see so much power in that. And I always want to be like, as nurses, like we don't have to be the experts in the like, the 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 minute details of the biochemistry and pathophysiology of all of this when we understand how it plays out for humans and we look at that in a really holistic way our patients don't need us to teach that to them we, they need somebody to make those connections which you're doing in a really meaningful way for people i love that um and 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 i the other, the last thing i wanted to acknowledge too is what you just said about listening to that voice because I think we both have that same path through the allopathic hospital <laughs> clinic model um, to keep getting that call to do something a little bit different. And like, I remember going to the the nurse coaching program through Inca and, and it was still in person at the time. And I was like, what is this? You know, it wasn't what I thought it was because I didn't understand what coaching was at the time, which you do already. So it's not going to like blow your mind, right? Like you're going to be like, yeah, okay, this makes sense to me. These are the right people. Um, for me, that didn't make sense yet. And then each of these steps, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I looking this up? Why am I signing up for this new program? And now everything for me, I feel like makes sense in my life because I listened to those little things that didn't make sense at the time. And that's what you just brought up too, that I think is the experience of so many nurses that find functional medicine is they've, they know that there's something else. And then so many people use that word you just used to describe the coaching program that they've come home, you know, to, to find as a nurse, functional medicine and coaching and that there's something better that we can offer people is just like so gratifying when your career has felt like it's just not aligning. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, thank you. I really appreciate um, that reflection on that. That's all 100% true and that that expert mindset. And I love just that you had made that point of like, 
the pathophysiology and the biochemistry of everything. And you're right, that's not what our patients actually need us to teach them. Like, that might be what I love to learn, right? Mm -hmm. I understand. But what I can actually um, give to them in that education piece is, right, they're not the ones who are studying functional medicine. (laughs) So like (laughs) that sort of thing, it's like, well, can I teach them this in a way that I need to learn it? Well, it doesn't necessarily actually have to kind of translate over in that way. There's, you know, when you are doing that patient education, it's they're not really interested in maybe all the biochemistry stuff that I'm so interested in and all the pathways and those charts and stuff like that. Like, I'm not really going to be teaching them that. So it's really bringing it down to what is relatable to them in that moment and for whatever they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you said that really well, because I'm like, I'm the nerd. <laughs> Sometimes I start explaining stuff to my patients that like, I'm like, oh, wait, they don't <laughs> they don't want this much detail. They want the connection to what's going on with them right now. You know, I'm the one that gets really jazzed about all the <laughs> really complicated parts of it. So that's so true. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bev, thank you so much. Um, I am excited to share everything that you have brought to the table today for this episode, um, because I think that you are speaking to so many nurses with the experiences you've had and how that's brought you to such an exciting place in your career. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Bridget. It was really fun being here with you. So thanks for having me on. Definitely fun conversation. Thank you. And until next time, everybody, be well. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. If you want to help spread the word about the powerful role nurses can play as true healers using functional medicine practices, consider sharing an episode with a nurse friend or on social media. And click the subscribe button to stay informed of newly released episodes. You can also visit and share the links below in the show notes for more information on nursing resources and the Functional Medicine for Nurses course offered through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine. Until next time, be well.